Hello, Coven. I am your host, Rachel Pond, and you are listening to That New Witch Podcast. In today's episode, I will be discussing how to deal with toxic people, how to identify them when they enter your life, and how to, um, once you've identified that you are dealing with a toxic person, how to best go about handling the situation, whether that means removing that person from your life completely or just um, removing them and only seeing them when absolutely necessary. Because I know people like myself who have to deal with toxic family members, but what they can do is just make sure that they're around those family members when absolutely necessary. If it's a significant other or a friend, then if you're able to get that significant other who is toxic out of your life, you know, if you're, obviously when you get into personal relationships like significant others, especially if children are involved, it can be much more difficult than just being like, okay, we're broken up and I'm never talking to you again. So, um, I'm under, I understand that when I say that, you know, if it's a significant other, you just you know, separate yourself from them. But I know it's not always as easy as that. So um, hopefully um, you have, if you are in a situation like that, you have supportive uh, people around you, supportive friends, supportive families, um, therapists, people that can help you work your way out of that toxic relationship. Um, if it is a friend, uh and they're being toxic towards you, they're not really a friend, and that is definitely not somebody that you need. That is not a friendship that you need because it is clearly a one-sided friendship. So, um, yeah. So let's start out with identifying what exactly is a toxic person. A toxic person is somebody that messes with your head, like uh, plays head games with you. And... I'll give you a, an example for this. My most recent relationship was, which was um, right at the very beginning of 2020. He and I started dating. It was like, it was either like five or it was it was almost a week, almost exactly a week, right before Thanksgiving. And um, to be honest, I did not see myself dating him. Um, I had only gone on like two dates with him and I was still trying to just test out the waters. And after two weeks, he was like, you're my girlfriend and all of that. So, so this was after Thanksgiving. So we started dating, uh, like a week before Thanksgiving. So right about Thanksgiving time, he was telling me that he loved me and he wanted to get married. And I'm a very easygoing person I was like okay this this feels very weird but like who am I to judge how he expresses his feelings the reason I'm bringing this example up is because like I said we started seeing each other a week before Thanksgiving approximately and he's like I want to spend Thanksgiving with you and as I'm sure you guys realize and I've probably already mentioned the holidays starting in October right up until the end of December, a very difficult time for me because my grandfather died in October. And, you know, um, and that that depression 
just carries all through October. And sometimes it even starts towards the middle of September, knowing that I'm heading into October. But it goes all through October into November, and then Christmas comes, and then I get even more depressed because I remember that was his favorite holiday, and he's not here, and I can't celebrate it with him. So that part of the year is a very uh, depressing time for me, very sad time. And when he was like, oh, I want to, you know, do a huge Thanksgiving meal with you, we can relax and watch movies and we'll just hang out. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. It's going to be a turnaround for for me for these holidays because they're usually so sad. Well, uh, then the day before Thanksgiving, he uh, texts me and he's like, um, I'm going to be spending the day with a friend of mine. And he's like, is that okay? And in my mind, I'm like, you've already made plans with me. Um, and obviously, <laughs> I know, where we were new at just getting to know each other. But I felt like, and I said to him, I said, we already made plans. And he's like, no, that was just hypothetical. And that's what I was trying to get at when I said, I'll use this as an example. He did say, we'll get together, we're going to spend the day together, we'll cook a meal, we'll do it all. He's like, I'm not vegan, and I know you are, we can have a vegan Thanksgiving, it'll be something new for me, it'll be new for both of us. And so then I played it off like it was cool. And we actually ended up getting together two days, he said we'd get together day after Thanksgiving. We ended up getting together two days after. And I... Girls, I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> you know, you, you get in a, an, an argument, a fight with your guy, and um, or or your girl, whoever you're dating, and um, you know they're like they can pick up that there's something going on. You know, you've got a grumpy face on your face. You know, look going, and you know you're not your usual jovial self. And you're they're like, are you okay? And you're like, I'm fine. And then finally you break down and you just unleash all your anger on them. And they're like, where is this coming from? You told me you were fine. Well, <laughs> if you're smart, when a girl says she's fine, she's really not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. But as, and I only ended up seeing him for like a month and a half. But during that time, what made me break up with him is I realized... He would say one thing, like we were going to go celebrate Thanksgiving together, then something would always come up, and we'd have to get together. He'd say, oh, we'll get together the next day, but then it was always like two or three days later, and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, and then he'd say, you're overreacting. You're, he would start out by saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like, but it's starting to get old. You keep saying you're sorry and this keeps happening. And then he's like, well, you're exaggerating. It's not that bad. So a toxic person is somebody that, um, or one of the many signs, I should say, is of somebody that knows they're upsetting you, but keeps intentionally doing the same things over and over and there might be little tiny twerk uh, tweaks not twerks <laughs> uh tweaks and things it might not always be exactly the same way but the same outcome is always they say something they do something to to uh 
counteract that. They do just the opposite. And then it always comes back to you and that you are blowing it way out of proportion. You're exaggerating. You're a drama queen. And it's never their fault. They never do anything wrong. Um, expects you to apologize for things that they have um, done uh, to you, you know, or just done in general that um, have made you upset. So, like, um, if somebody makes a promise with you and they always make all these promises and, um, you know, and then it never comes through. They make all these promises and nothing ever comes of it. And then you're made to feel like you're the bad guy for some reason. They flip it around on you. Oh, man. I've known my fair share of people like this. My father is very much like that. Um, let's see. Do you appreciate Somebody that... Um, expects you to here's another example somebody that expects you to appreciate them and all that they do but they never take the time to appreciate you and what you do and um, I'll use another example <clears throat> I'm sorry I have a tickle in my throat there uh, but yeah so this family member that I unfortunately had to remove from my life is somebody that is a very difficult person to get along with. Very difficult. Um, a lot of my family, they only put themselves in a situation where they have to be around this family member when it's absolutely necessary. But me, I live somewhat close. And so... I do all I can, as much as I can, um, to help them out. But, and this might, I don't mean this to sound like I'm being selfish or greedy, but like I never get acknowledged. My deeds never are appreciated. And um, it's always how they feel, what they want, when they want it. You know, it's like, it's a one-sided, very much one-sided relationship. And um, I just got to the point where I couldn't take that anymore. Um, another sign is when the person can't or won't apologize sincerely because anyone can say I'm sorry like if you grew up in a house like mine where if you got in an argument with your sibling or the neighbor kid um you know your parents would be like now say you're sorry and then you really like gr gritting your teeth you'll say I'm sorry but you really didn't mean it if this toxic person is doing something like that or some toxic people, they're able to put on an act and make the apology seem sincere. But then, like, the next time you see them, a week later or even a few days later, it's like you never had that discussion. You never got that apology and everything just goes right out the window and right back to the way it was. 
If you're seeing any of these signs, you're most likely dealing with a toxic person. Um, somebody that acts like the victim and can't, um, yeah, somebody that acts like the victim when confronted with their abuse and behavior. Um, you know, like, why bring this up? It was two or three times, you know, and why make me feel bad for something that I can't change? And, you know, instead of being like, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I am so sorry. I was not aware or I forgot we had this conversation and I will do my absolute best to make sure I do not make you feel um, unacknowledged, unappreciated anymore. If somebody sincerely apologizes like that, then you're dealing with somebody that just, you know, is off in their own little world, which can all equally be as, as, as horrible, but at least they're, they're going to try to make an effort where if, if the toxic person is like, I don't see anything I do wrong, I'm fine. You're the one that's blowing it out of proportion. You're the one. It must be your fault because you're the one seeing an issue with the situation. So if the person you're dealing with check off any of those, um, we will be discussing um, tips on how to deal with it so we're not just identifying the toxic person. Um, let's see here. So I've got a couple more of ways to identify a toxic person. A person that spreads negativity and that's all that they bring to the table. They never try to be upbeat or have a positive spin on anything. It's always trying to bring people down to their negative level. Um, Those who criticize you all the time or people that they know um, um, like, let's say you have a family member and you, whenever you're with them, they're always criticizing their supposable friends or, or other family members. Um, and you know, that's like what your conversations surround them about them cutting other people down. People that waste your time don't appreciate you giving them time out of your day, out of your busy schedule, and they just take advantage of it. They just waste it as if your life has no meaning, which it does. You, Your life has meaning and purpose and is special. And if you have somebody like that that does not appreciate and treasure the time that they have with you, they're not worth it. People that are jealous. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be jealous of physical things that you have, but like jealous that, just jealous in general. Um, Like this toxic family member that I have been dealing with, um, you know, they, whenever... I'm out and doing things, you know, they, they don't know. They give me a call. I pick up the phone 
and they're like, um, you know, oh, I wish I could be doing that. Why, why didn't you call me? And then it's like they get mad and they get jealous that you're out doing something. You know, you're going hiking at a trail that you know that they like or something. And then they're like, why'd you go with such and such and not me? And then they get jealous and then they don't talk to you for like two or three days as they're sitting at home pouting and complaining over something. That's just like a random example. Um, it could be as something as, you know, uh, why'd you go to that restaurant and get food delivered when you know I wanted to try that restaurant with you? That's another thing that this family member, they love going out and eating. And now that we, it's difficult to eat at restaurants right now because of, you know, the remnants of 2020 and COVID. <laughs> I mean, I know some restaurants you can go and eat at, but it, it, it makes more sense to have food delivered to your home. And, um, so, um, those who just flat out don't care, you try to let them into your life, you try to share things and they're, you could tell, you can tell they're pretty much just waiting for you to shut up and then they can start talking and everything you've said is literally gone in one ear and out the other and it's like, they're just they're just holding their breath, waiting for the, or they'll interrupt you while you're talking to change the topic to something that they want to talk about. Those who are self-centered, and I think that just goes right back to those who don't care. In the first list that I that I gave, you know, self-centered don't care. It's all one and the same. You know, when you're self-centered, you don't take the time to listen to what other people have to say. It's all just, okay, let's wait for them to shut up and then I can start talking about what I really want to talk about. What's ma- what matters to me. Um, those who keep constantly disappointing you. And... Um, I would add to that those that do things intentionally to hurt you, um, whether it's physically or or um, or uh, your feelings, whether it's physically like harming you or or hurting your feelings, and knowing their actions are are hurting your feelings. Um, so, um, I'll give you um, a really recent example. This family member that I have mentioned several times through this episode that I've been having issues with, they know, like I expressed about Christmas being a difficult time, you know, make, I miss my grandfather even more than I do throughout the rest of the year. And every year, every year since I've moved here about 13 years ago to Connecticut, um, their gifts have been, gotten exponential, exponentially worse. Um, one year this family member gave me a sweater from the children's section at Kohl's. And at this time I was 24, 23, I think. And I said, this isn't going to fit. This is from the children's section. I said, you know, um, thank you, but it's not going to fit. And they look at me dead serious and they're like, oh, you know, it will fit you once you lose some weight. And this particular family member that gave me this child sweater, 
she went and bought my aunts and their daughters, so my two nieces, gift cards to a spa um, the next town over in Guilford and got them the whole package. You can get mani-pedis, facials, massages. I think they even had... I think the certificate even included, it was like a full day spa thing. They had like a, a room, like a salt room. Um, and it, it was this huge package that each and every one of them got. And I got a sweater from the children's section. And okay, okay, let's say she thought that I really honestly would not have enjoyed that spa treatment. Um, you know, just get me a... Bob Marley t-shirt from Hot Topic. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But, like, to insult me and get me something from the children's section, it just, like, it just cut my core. And um, I said, I said, well, do you have the receipt? You know, that way I can exchange it for something that I will actually wear or be able to wear. And she's like, no, I threw it out. Uh, and so this family member, this past Christmas in 2020, um, that we got together and, um, you know, in some ways when it comes to this family member, I feel like I'm like a dog where, you know, like, um, when you're like roughhousing with a dog and then they get, uh, and then they like hide behind a chair or under the chair and they're like, oh my God, like they're excited, but they're scared at the same time. They're like, you're getting... You're like, you're getting rough housing with them and they're like nervous. And then like 15, 20 minutes go by and the dog totally forgets and starts playing with you again. And then, and then, you know, same thing. It hides under the chair because things are getting a little too, uh, high stake. The energy is a little too much for them. That's how I feel. Cause I remember that they do this when I'm getting the gift, but then afterwards I like forget and I'm like, oh, next year will be different. Well, this year they gave me a used pair of socks and a $25 gift card to this mom and pop grocery store. And this past year, 2020, them being an older person, um, you know, I'm doing everything I can for them. I'm going to the grocery store for them. And come Christmas, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting anything big, but I was like, maybe maybe cash, you know? $25 in cash or something. And I have expressed to this family member in the past that gifts like this really hurt my feelings. And if you genuinely can't come up with something to express your uh, appreciation and enjoyment of having me in your life, you know, if you really can't think of something that I would be able to use and appreciate, please just don't get me anything. And so I tried to talk to them and express how this hurt me. And they're like, oh, I've got to go. I can't talk about this right now. And to this day, I haven't heard back from them. So I was like, okay, I don't, I don't need this person. Clearly, I'm not important enough for them. So why should I, um, you know even bother my time so um that's another example um now I want to head into um things that you can do um 
to deal with. So we went through identifying toxic people. Now I want to go through tips and tricks and hacks that can help you deal with the toxic person now that you've identified them. Um, Drown them out. You know, let's say you're, uh, let's say at the end of this year, let's say at the end of 2021, all our families can get together for the holidays. You know, you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table. Let's just manifest that. Let's all use our, our power to manifest that ability. You know, we don't need masks. We can all get together again. And let's say that toxic person, uh, again, this is hypothetical. Let's say that toxic person in your family is there and you and they're just talking at you and they're saying all these negative things you know or they make a backhanded remark you know um like something like you know what i mean like a negative it, they they say it like a compliment but it's really an insult just just drown them out just zone them out go to another part of the party of the house or um or literally just zone them out you know and walk away walk away from them just let them know that they what they have to say isn't important to you cuz clearly what you do and what you say isn't important to them so why even bother giving them the time of day um as pre as i've said before Avoid them whenever possible. Um, if if you cannot permanently take this person out of your life, avoid them as possible as much as possible. Um, this tip right here would be one of my first tips of advice when dealing with a toxic person. Uh, this would not be a piece of advice that I would give somebody that's been dealing with this a long time and they know for sure they're dealing with a toxic person. But this one is put yourself in their shoes. Be empathetic. Um, and just try to see things from their point of view. Why are they acting that way? And if it sincerely is, you know, that they're just in their head and they're really not putting any thought into their actions, because it, it could just be that they're not, they're not you know, a toxic person it could just be they're an airhead you know and but usually when you're dealing with people that are like just spacey and in their own world and not focused usually once you do manage to have that conversation and you express your feelings and how you've been hurt um they're they start they, they at least attempt to start making better um actions you know uh better attempts to make you feel appreciated and honored in the relationship whatever type of relationship friendship uh spirit um uh personal or family they they attempt to make you feel seen um so that would be one of my first tips um um be happy just be happy around them because toxic people don't like to be around happy people. They want you to be down on their negativity wave. Um and when and this goes for the second one, be 
grateful, happy and grateful. They really should just put that together. Um, and because one or two things are going to happen. One, they're going to break you down, unfortunately, and bring you down to their negative level, which would make them happy. Or, I should say three, or um, they're going to see that you're happy and they're going to want to match your vibration, your energy. Um, Or the third option is if they see you happy and grateful, it could just be that they can't stand that radiance coming from you and they will just flee. They will just go. Um, because they can't tolerate, uh, your, your positivity and your strength that you are exuding. And the final is don't try to make them happy. They're miserable for a reason. You know, be a kind person, be, be compassionate. Don't be mean and nasty to them, but don't go out of your way to make them happy because if they can't make themselves happy, then no one else can. It is, it is our job to make ourselves happy and, and, and love ourselves way before. It's, any, it's not anyone else's job. When we are happy and love ourselves, then we can bring in a joyful, loving relationship. Um, so... Um, let's see here. I have a couple more tips of how to deal with a toxic person. Never make ex- um, excuses for them. Never be like, and that's what I did with my um, most recent ex. I was using that example about Thanksgiving. Um, if I did not make excuses for him and be like, oh, well, I see him at the end of the day after he's done with work and he's exhausted. He's on his feet for like eight hours straight or whatever you know and so i can just let this slide but by the end of the the first month i was like no this isn't just that he's had a bad day this is who he is and sure i was able part of the he got really mad because i was constantly happy no matter what happened I was happy and he wanted me to drag down to his negativity and that made him him even more angry when he saw that I refused to do that. And so by the end of the, that first month, I was like, I'm getting out of here. I can't do this. Um, let's see here. Don't question your instincts. If you're around a toxic person, your gut instinct, whether... I know for me, it's a feeling in my stomach, in my chest. Some people get it in their shoulders. Some people, um, you know, um, you you can get that gut instinctual feeling anywhere on your body. Um, you know, like the tensing of the shoulders and clenching of the fist. You know, it's your body's way of tensing up and letting you know okay, this isn't a comfortable situation. We need to get ourselves out of it. So um, so pay attention to what the signals your body is giving you when around a toxic person. Set clear boundaries for yourself when around a toxic person. 
uh, because a toxic, a legit toxic person will try to push and push and push those boundaries until you either break down and let them walk all over your boundaries or until you've had enough of them pushing your boundaries and you just hit the bricks, um, which is good. You getting out of that toxic situation. Don't expect them, don't expect them to change. So don't try to change them. And then just, you know, a a toxic person will not change. A person, toxic or not, they will not change unless they want to make the change. So you can do all you want and they might be different for a couple days, maybe a month, you know, if you get lucky. But if they do not want to make the change, it's not going to happen. And everything will go right back to the way it was. Um, so, um, I think that's all that I have for today on this topic. Um, next week I will be talking about a much lighthearted, <laughs> a much lighter topic, I should say. Um, uh, tips and advice, um, just for, not just for beginner witches, but like for anyone that's just into like hacks for their, um, for their practice. I was at Target the other day and I found this box, I think it's like, uh, 96, uh, crayons. Crayola crayons like man that takes me back to being a child playing with crayons but um I've been wanting to buy an arrangement of different colors of candles and you know I've gone to stores and I've looked online and buying different colored candles can be um expensive over time and I know I've even said in episodes before you can use white interchangeably for any any spell that you want to do that calls for a candle but sometimes you you actually want the you know sometimes you feel drawn to using the actual color of the candle so i was like why not get crayons and then use that in place of a candle and let the the wax of the crayon you know you use the wax of the crayon you know to seal a jar or or whatever the spell may be um so that's something that anyone can use, whether you've been practicing for 20 years or you just started three months ago. So that's the kind of like little tips and tricks uh, I will be discussing in next week's episode, which I think will be a nice departure from this week's episode, which was kind of heavy. But I think it's a, it's an important topic to cover, not only because it's important for everyone to know how to identify and deal with a toxic person, but... Um, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure I'm not alone on this, when you're in the midst of dealing with a toxic person, it affects all the aspects of your life. And I saw personally firsthand for me, it was very much affecting my practice because I was so drained and exhausted and just like I had nothing to give, uh, after being around them or talking to them that I didn't feel like I was in a good space to do my practice and I know that I needed 
now to be grounded, meditation, and um, other things for, for, for grounding and keeping myself centered. But now that I am clear of that toxic person, I'm going to make sure that whenever another toxic person comes in my life, or just in the meantime, to keep myself a grounded person so I can show up for my practice and be the best witch that I can be. Um, But in the meantime... I hope everyone has a magical weekend, and if you want to follow me, you can do so over on Instagram at that period new period witch, and I will be back next weekend talking about uh, tips and tricks for all witches in their practice. Bye, coven.